are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, thatmyportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got part two with Lucas Weiss talking about Vlad Guerrero Jr., his runner-up in the MVP race, his potential next contract. We talked about Charlie Montoya and the job he did and a whole bunch of other Blue Jays topics. So we got a whole bunch to talk about today. But first, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. This podcast is not possible without you. I remember, Lockdown Diamondbacks is free and available on all platforms. So please tell your friends. But now, let's jump right into that podcast with Lockdown Blue Jays host, Lucas Weiss. Daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to talk a little Vlad Guerrero Jr. real quick because this is someone who, of course, has had an incredible start to his career so far. Like when you saw him coming up, did you think he was going to be this good this quickly? Or were you like, let's be a little bit patient because I know he's the son of one of the all-time greats, but not everyone's like their father. The expectations were unfair, right? But the expectations were sky high for Vladimir about what this team was able to do in terms of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and, and, and development. He didn't have a great first season. In fact, he didn't really have a great second season. And let's be honest, heading into this season, there were question marks about Vlad. What about the hitting? What about the plate discipline? What about his defense? Some people were calling for him to go back to the minors to try to you know, work some stuff out. And then look what he does. He puts together one of the great seasons in Blue Jays history, right? 48 home runs, 111 RBIs. A 169 OPS, a 6.7 F war. And the dude is only 22 years old, Millard. He's only 22. And he's still doing this. Like, like it, it's just truly incredible. I mean, tying the league lead for home runs, leading the majors in total bases. He won the Hank Aaron Award as the AL's top hitter. This dude's going to win a lot more hardware. I mean, Obviously, Shohei Otani and what he was able to do as a two-way player was just historic, right? Something that we hadn't seen since Babe Ruth. But what Vlad did to start the season, it just felt like every time he stepped to the plate, it was going to be a hard-hit ball or it was going to be a home run. It felt that good. His defense improved tremendously where he's found a home at first base, something that you couldn't say about Vlad in 2019 or 2020. And it's just that power, like that natural power at the plate 
And now he's starting to be a lot more smart at the play. He's not swinging at, you know, clear balls or whatnot. You know, he, he isn't afraid to take that walk to get on base. But when he hits home runs, I mean, Roger Center was nuts, and rightfully so, because some of those, you know, launch angles and exit velocities and, and, and distances mm-hmm. are just crazy. So what Vlad did was special. And hopefully this is just going to be one of many more great seasons to come. Yeah, he's electric. His hard contact is out of this world, considering how young he is, too. I mean, he's got the baby face going for him as well. So it, it always helps when you got the little baby face going. Uh, and Black Rail Jr., just a baller, man. He was a stud this year. And like you said, it's not something that we expected because entering my fantasy draft, my homie, he was a huge Black Guerrero guy. He took him in the fifth round of a 10-team fantasy MLB draft, <laughs> and we were roasting him in the chat. We were like, what are you doing drafting Black Guerrero Jr. in the fifth round? We thought that was way too high, and little did we know, he was going to be the second best player in fantasy to just a Shohei Otani, who's doing a little bit of everything. So, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I think he showed some flashes during his rookie season. I think he showed some flashes during his second year in baseball, but... I don't know if anyone thought he was just going to automatically become the best pure slugger, best position player in the American League by his third year, 22 years old. Dude is still young. He's still growing. But I know you're the lockdown Blue Jays host, so I got to know, where did you fall on the MVP debate? Because, look, if you want to tell me, I think Vlad Guerrero Jr. should have won it because the Blue Jays were a team that won 90 games and were in it to the last day of the season. I won't disagree with that argument. I'm all for using team accomplishment as part of the reason as to why or why not someone should win the MVP award. I don't like seeing guys on last place teams winning the MVP. It's a big reason why I don't think Juan Soto should have finished top two in MVP voting. He had a fantastic season, but I think best player and most valuable player are just two different things. So you you, 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 you present great points and Thank you. But I but I would say Otani. I mean, I I I have been, even though I'm the co-host of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast, <laughs> Otani was my MVP for a while. And I just don't think, I mean, again, you know, what he was able to do, you know, hitter alone, you know, would have put him in the MVP conversation. 46 homers, 100 RBIs, 158 OPS plus F.1 uh, F war, 5.1 F war. But we know he's more than that, right? The pitching mm-hmm. as well. 130 innings pitch, 3.180 ERA, 156 strikeouts, a 3.0 F4 pitching. I mean, like, that's crazy. Like, for, for a guy, you know, he's one of 17 with 100-plus innings and 140 ERA-plus or better. So for him to do both of those things again, you know, very much a Babe Ruthian performance. And I think what her Vlad and like, again, Vlad had an amazing year, but look at the other studs Millard on that blue Jays team. You had Teoscar Hernandez with over hundred RBIs. You had Marcus Semien, who set a record for home runs by a second baseman in the major leagues in a single season. Bo Bichette, had an incredible season. Lourdes Gurriel had an incredible September. So it was Vlad, but there were a lot of guys there too that, you know, some you kind of, you know, took away from Vlad, if you will, because they had incredible single seasons as well. So I definitely see the arguments, but just pump the brakes because Vlad's going to win MVP <laughs> at some point. 
in his Blue Jays career. And I just think it's important to just, you know, embrace what Shohei Otani did. Because again, you know, to have both so, so good, the hitting and the pitching, I mean, I don't think we're going to see it again. Lucas and I will talk a little bit about Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s next contract. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats, and plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar, or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar too. Share some of your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. New surprises all month. Limited time flavor. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, and maybe we will. Maybe you could do the reverse argument, say Vlad Guerrero show won this year because we're going to see more MVP awards for Shohei Tani, who doesn't seem like he's going to stop pitching anytime soon. The only reason why I, I also voted, you know, in my head at least, for Otani for MVP, but really it just came down to the final day for me. I said, if the Blue Jays make the postseason, I'm giving the MVP to Vlad Guerrero Jr. That was it. It was that simple. If the Blue Jays make the postseason, I'm giving it to Vlad because he had a historically great season on a team that made the playoffs in a division that had four potential playoff teams, like 90 wins for four of the teams is phenomenal. Shohei Otani still had a great season, even if they missed the postseason. I mean, finishing runner up wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have cried tears for Shohei Otani at that point either. So I think Otani is deserving of the MVP, but if the Blue Jays made the postseason, I think it would have been, a stronger argument for Vlad Guerrero Jr. considering what he did on a playoff team. But we've been talking a lot about free agency, and I just want to know, when do you think that Vlad Guerrero Jr. contract is going to come? Because now that he's had this fantastic season, I feel like it could come this offseason. I feel like it could come next offseason because we saw Fernando Tatis Jr. after making waves his first season and a half. The Padres were like, we're going to waste no time and just lock this dude up for the next 10 years and make sure we have our franchise player locked in for basically his entire prime with our franchise. When do you think that day is going to come for Blue Jays fans? I don't think it's going to happen this offseason. I just think mm. there's too many needs for the Blue Jays right now in the short term that they have to address. The pitching, infield, things like that. Plus, there's a looming CBA, right? A new CBA, new CBA is on the horizon, a potential lockout. And that's going to delay things. It's going to create a whole new economic system, if you will. 
And I think the bigger name guys, they're just going to wait and see, right? They're going to wait and see what the environment is. I think it could happen next offseason. It could happen. I think it's going to be a couple years, though. I still think that if I'm Vlad and his agent, I would punt it as long as you can, right? To try to secure the bag and, and try, you know, maximize, you know, your, your, your money in the market. I think for the Blue Jays, they're probably going to be thinking, okay, 2023 or four. I mean, 2023 is going to be tough because there's a lot of guys still who are under contract. But 2024, a lot of those guys like Ryu, Guriel, Gritchek, guys like that are off the books, which means you know there, there's a lot more payroll to play with. So I think that might be the season where we see Vlad Guerrero Jr. get the big payday. But I think it's coming. I think the Blue Jays know. I mean, they were at, I mean, Ross Atkins was asked his media availability with Barreos. Like, what does this Barreos deal do with, you know, Vlad and Bo and all those guys? And, and they say, like, we're, we're going to try to bring them all together. Because I think that there's merit in keeping the same group of guys and continuing to build that sustainable franchise. This is what this club wants. They don't want the one or two years, like in 2015 and 16, to happen. They want this to really run its course into building one of the most sustainable franchises in baseball. Yeah, that's probably, I'll probably agree with you there that the Blue Jays will probably look more to next season or the season after that for Vlad Guerrero Jr. contract extension because, like we've been saying, they have a lot of dudes coming up this offseason. I mean, if they want any shot of bringing Robbie Ray and or Marcus Simeon back, like they're going to have to hand out some serious money because the season that a Simeon, I mean, basically, the Blue Jays were just the team of having a team of dudes having career seasons. Like they were basically the AL version of the San Francisco Giants who just, you look up and down the roster, the lineup, the rotation, you're like that dude's having a career season. That dude's having a career season. Now, unfortunately the Blue Jays didn't get a postseason birth out of it, but that kind of leads me to my next question. If the Blue Jays did make the postseason, do you think your manager of the year potentially wins the award, at least finishes runner up? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still think if even if they made the postseason, that he'd be frankly disrespected. Like I think, mm. look, I think what Charlie Montoyo did was a fine job. When you think again of the circumstances that that team went through, three cities to play their season. If that was the New York Yankees, Miller, we would not hear the end of it. We would not hear the end of it if it was the Boston Red Sox. They'd be talking to your grandkids about that. The reason why it's the Blue Jays is because, you know, the Blue Jays are the only Canadian team. And let's face it, there's 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 a bias towards the American teams. And they're just, you know, it's just not known, you know, the Blue Jays in the United States. So for a case like Charlie Montoyo, I just think, you know, what was he perfect? Of course not. There were definitely some issues. And if you ask Blue Jays fans on Twitter, he's quite polarizing in terms of some of his in-game decisions. But I do think that, you, you know, a lot has to be said about how he brought the team together. Because, again, there were many times that team could have just went off the complete rails and he was able to bring it together and... 
I really think, you know, he, he's a lot smarter and a lot more intelligent than maybe, you know, how, how he projects and, 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 and the whole bongo playing and all that stuff. Like, that's just the vibe. And, and, and Charlie's a fun guy. He's so optimistic. And, 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 you, and that's what you love about him. And I just wish he got more respect because I think what he was able to do, in, in, you know, in just riding this train and just riding the ship needed to be commended. But more motivation next year. And, and look, I don't think Charlie Montoya cares that much. Stavo winning the championships and getting this team to the postseason. And, and uh, you know, that's going to be on his mind going into 2022. Lucas and I will talk about how the Blue Jays stack up against other AL World Series contenders. But this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, all right, let's get back into the pod. Yeah, Charlie, I think if the Blue Jays make the postseason, I think he's a little bit higher in the balloting. I think it's probably a close race between him and Kevin Cash. But the Rays did have the best season in their franchise history. Honestly, I think the guy who should have won manager of the year is the guy who's not even on the ballot, and that's Alex Cora, who took a team that didn't make the postseason because he wasn't there. Then he took them to the postseason, a team that – when you look at their rotation, completely god-awful. So I actually think Alex Cora should have been manager of the year, but he wasn't even on the ballot, so we don't got to talk about him. But, Lucas, I got one final question for you before we go today. How do you stack up this Blue Jays team heading into the 2021 season against all other AL World Series contenders? And, of course, we still got the offseason to go through. We still don't know if a Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon coming back. But assuming maybe a couple of those guys come back, a Robbie Ray and or a Marcus Simeon, how are you – ranking this team or stacking this team up against other contenders? I'm going to be honest. It's too early to say. I mean, I think right now, if, if, if everyone comes back, which I think is very unlikely, they're going to be a good team. But again, 91 wins got you one back of a wild card and nine wins back of the Tampa Bay Rays who won the ALE. So you did, so, so that's what you need to really think about here. I mean, I think the Blue Jays obviously want to get in whatever way they can, but I think you got to be thinking about winning the division, right? Because that makes your path in the postseason a lot easier than having to go through the one-game wild card. So I think for the Blue Jays, a lot left to be determined, I think, if what management in front office says comes true, where they're looking at adding and willing to spend their payroll and willing to make moves, this is a front office that wants to get better. They want to win now. So I think for Blue Jays fans, there's going to be a lot of excitement heading into this offseason. We'll see what happens. But I just think that, that the product on the field next year, they're going to be one of the, the, the contenders 
to get in the playoffs and to be one of the best teams in baseball and, and, and to try and, 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 and get to a World Series. So it, they're in win-now mode. There's no doubt about it. But it's a little bit early right now given the multitude of moves that they still need to make. Yeah, it's probably an unfair question to ask right now because, like you said, it's just way too early. Robbie Ray, Marcus Simeon, and some of your top players from this past season are free agents. But considering the core, I think this team still has a pretty good chance to at least make the playoffs. You know, th- this should be a playoff team considering their core. If they could bring back a couple of their core free agents, I think this team can make a real run in the playoff race next season because you never know. Some of those teams that made it this year could be knocked out next year before we even get to the playoffs. So it's sports. Anything can happen. 162 games. Anything can happen, especially with the CBA. You never know. We might get the universal DH, which doesn't affect the American League, but you never know. There might be other rules that affect the sport and how it's played. So I'm curious to see what the Blue Jays do this offseason. I really like their team. I like their young core. I love Bo Bichet, Teoscar Hernandez. Let me talk about Hernandez real quick because I took that dude in like the eighth or ninth round of my MLB draft, and he was a huge steal for me. I looked up at the board. I was like, shit, I don't got no outfielders on my team. I took Teoscar Hernandez with a hope and a prayer, and that dude crushed for me the whole year. I ended up winning the World Series, or not the World Series, but the Fantasy World Series. So thank you, Teoscar Hernandez, for that. But Lucas... We talked a lot today about the Blue Jays. I think this is a team up and coming that's going to be on the rise and in the mix for World Series over the next couple of years. But for the listeners that are not watching the live stream on YouTube on the Lockdown Diamondbacks channel, where can they find you on social media? People can follow me on Twitter at We Sports. That's at W E E S E Sports. Lucas, thank you for hopping on today. Thank you for sharing your time, and I'll catch you next time, sir. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Shout out to Lucas Weiss of Lockdown Blue Jays for hopping on the pod with me and discussing Robbie Ray, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and a whole bunch of other topics. Go back and catch up on any pods you might have missed this week, like part one with Lucas Weiss of Lockdown Blue Jays. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I cannot do this possible. I cannot do this podcast. It is not possible without you. I can't. I could barely even talk and I'm doing a podcast because of you guys, my first listen every day. So thank you. But now go make your second listen locked on bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling to get the best updates and insights and just tips on sports gambling in general. Really great podcast. So go check it out. Come back next week on the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And of course, as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!